Welcome to episode 127 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me on Twitter grappling once again with crushing existential dread at SEATJK. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you keeping your energy positive, Chris? You can find me at CD Villasenor, just kind of going with the flow. How's that working out for you? That's easier. <laughs> it's just easier. Well, Chris very much called it, uh, right? I mean, nailed it right on the head, really, last week when you uh, speculated that I was out, dude, on Wii. <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying that word. It's pretty fun. Um, you know that I didn't know how to like, pronounce it? I'd never heard it said until like a few years ago. I mean, maybe it's been a while now, but I remember when I discovered, I was like, oh. Like, I always knew what it meant, but I'd never heard it stated, so I, I, I was reading it in my head incorrectly. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, because nobody, when you're a kid, nobody uses this word. Right. You have no, I mean, you have no basis for it. It's like, I know what this word means. I don't know. I never, no one's ever said it to me. Right. For Harry Potter readers, it's the, uh, we call that the Hermione phenomenon. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I've never seen this before. I assume. I'm just, and then if I, if I, if I get at it phonetically, it doesn't do anything. Right. Inui. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know what Inui is. Inui. <laughs> anyway, well, this week we're going to attempt to dig inside my brain um, in the very shallow folds in my smooth brain mm-hmm. uh, for the more explicit reasons I just wasn't up for uh, podcasting last week. So in segment one, Chris and Josh's discussion of single habits got me thinking about how I might behave differently in 2020 if I was a 25-year-old. Talk about that. Try to put myself in the shoes of younger me and mm-hmm. do the same. Uh, we'll move on to segment two, into the retro future and uh, where we're living in and what, uh, sorry, we'll move in segment two into the retro future we are living in currently and what our cyberpunk future holds. And finally, we're going to do a special dystopian edition of Would You Rather. Uh, beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for a double dose of Jawa, where I unfortunately don't have the advantage of making snatch jokes <laughs> before heading to the OT for some thoughts on when to ask for your earnest money back. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at, at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But as always, Chris, before we get into it, I encountered an uncommon consumer experience this week. Really? Yeah, and this is going to sound extremely privileged because it really is, but okay. I, I, it happened. So Fair. Everything <laughs> feels really like, like, what can we talk about? I, I feel like I can't, I can't even realistically talk about my life like so many other important things are happening that talking about the bullshit that we often fill this hour with um I mean, i'm sorry 30 minutes <laughs> uh it feels felt, felt particularly um you know pointless to me last week i think that's that was part of what was going on i just didn't have anything and i was like how about you just i don't know do something else with somebody else <laughs> <laughs> you know i get it i mean most people just quit podcasting right <laughs> they just, I'm done. They just like i'm done <laughs> yeah, take a break yeah. step back let your partner invite somebody else on inject you know inject some different energy into the show so it's a it's a it's a it's a fine thing to do even johnny carson had to bring on you know joan rivers out every once in a while to <laughs> handle the reins that's a by the way it's like a 1979 reference yeah. <laughs> real current for the youth yeah exactly the youth will love that one so the, what I what happened to me this last week was that I found that I was unable to purchase something that I wanted and I had that has been so long since that's happened to me I wasn't even sure how to handle it. Not like a limited edition thing, but just like a normal everyday kind of thing? A, uh, so, I, as you know, I recently acquired an electric scooter of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically designed for golf, if those of you want to look into it. Um, it's pretty cool, by the way. It's pretty fun. Uh, it's It definitely makes me feel like a spoiled brat. Uh, sure. But I've been saving up for it and had my eye on it for a while and finally pulled the trigger. Um, and, you know, I wanted to get a, the, you know, like a, a tongue-toe bike rack for it so i don't have to put it in the back of the vehicle but rather could just get a like a, a you know a motorcycle rack on the back of the the, tra- yeah. the trailer hitch right mm-hmm. and so they make one at harbor freight it's like it's not particularly expensive it's like aluminum goes right in there right into the fits into the tongue and um i i go to the website it's like in store only i'm like okay well, i gotta call you which is annoying like i just want i just, just ship it to me right that's all i want I want the yeah but it's probably big so they probably don't want to unload the shipping on they don't want to like probably not deal with the shipping it's fairly big, yeah, but it's not particularly heavy. But either way, um, I call them, and you know, that's a that's a local store. You're mm-hmm. familiar with them, yeah. Uh, 
and I, I said, do you have this? And he's like, no, I don't have any. And I was like, okay, well, you know, can you able to look elsewhere? There's like eight of these eight of your stores in like a 30 mile radius. You think you could look around? He's like, yeah, no problem. I could tell he was put out by it though. So he looks it up. It tells me they have none of these racks anywhere. I'm like, okay, um, can you widen the, you know, widen the scope to like a hundred miles? Like I'll drive a couple of hours if I have to, cause I really wanted to get this thing. And he's like, no, we don't have any, basically none in the state. I'm like, okay. Um, can you order me one? Oh no, that's uh, that's our, our shipping system is automated. Oh, when do your shipments come in next Tuesday, but I'm not expecting to get one of these. <laughs> so when will you have one? I can't say, is there anyone I can ask? Not really. Thanks for your help. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I, not, not apologetic or anything, right? Just sort of like, just there's a, there's, there's parts of it. Sometimes you have to throw the company under the bus a little bit. You'd say, you know, I'm sorry, but, Unfortunately, I don't know when these things are going to come in. Like you could, you could be slightly apologetic. You could be somewhat, you know, customer service oriented and try to at least make me feel good about your total failure to get me the thing I want that how, I want to pay for. How is this possible? The business model of 2020 that you literally can't sell me the thing that you have that you make. Well, if you have if you have stock in Harbor Freight, you might just sell. <laughs> It's a good place. They have, I bought stuff from them before. You know, everybody needs some ratchet straps every now and again, right? You got to go to the Harbor Freight for that. I mean, yeah. I, get, I get that. I, I understand what I understand the role in the world. It's just that it doesn't seem like they have a they have a, a you know modern inventory management type of uh, approach. Yeah, the last time this happened to me was when I was doing a like a, a pretty major house remodel, and you'd go to like the lumber yard and the, like, do you have this this product? Like, oh, we carry that. Yeah, do you have it? <laughs> uh let me look no we don't have any okay uh, can i get some uh maybe like two months <laughs> what the fuck? is it the industry is it is it is it like the is it is it the industry is it is home and freight and all that like home improvement and freight are, the, are those guys just not willing to to just take an extra step for you is it i don't i don't know it was i don't want really to paint didn't them wanna, i don't want to paint them with a broad brush I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are. Um, I, I don't know why it's so difficult. I, I, was, the world was, of the internet can't get you one of these, though? I mean, you can't just go online and find this thingy? So there's another version of it that's made by Northern Tool. Um, okay. And Northern Tool, uh, I can't get one. There's nowhere to buy one there either. Um, and it's all about twice as much, too. It's almost identical. And it's, it's twice how about as like expensive. This, how about like the, the, the scooter factory, the scooter people? Like the, you know, those, you know how like if you have one of those, uh, if you have like a, like a, a scooter, assisted scooter thing that some people okay. need, yes. don't they make the same similar kind of deal for the back of their car for those? Um, I mean, I can't say I've, I've never had a rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I imagine there must be something else, but I, I just, is it I, too big for us? It's too, it's too big and heavy for a standard bike rack though. It'd be right on the edge, man. Yeah. I you, mean, like yeah. you. Peel the you just like peel the arms off of a off of a, just a regular bike rack. Even one of those bike racks is made for like four bikes or something like that. It, I mean, what does a regular bike weigh? Thirty pounds, twenty no, pounds? No, no, not even. Okay. Not even. Well, this weighs like eighty. <laughs> okay, I don't think you can hang it from like no. like the 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 soft ride or whatever. No, I though. need like the dirt bike thing where you put the tires in the rack and and you know yeah, strap yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah. I just was shocked that this was a thing that could happen. That I the dirt bike place doesn't have it. Like the the Yam, the motorcycle places don't carry stuff I, like I, that. So this this I only had this conversation uh, this morning. In fact, yeah. So I haven't gotten a chance. Or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. Who knows anymore? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it, was it was. It was. It was last week. It was a month ago. Who knows? Who I don't know. Um, it was definitely sometime in the last six days. <laughs> but uh, you'll figure. You'll figure something out. You'll figure I will. Something out. I, I just. I'm just annoyed. Ratchet straps. You should just bought. You should have gone to Harbor Freight and bought like three ratchet straps and just strap that bad boy. Just strap that bad boy to your car. I don't need to. It'll go in the back. (laughs) I just it'd be easier if I had a rack for it because it's you know I gotta lift it in there and it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's 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 plus not hard to pick up but it's cumbersome. Plus shit you can attach to your car is always cool. (laughs) I'd have to get a cover for it then. I want to get a bunch of road dirt on it. Yeah, see there you have it. There's more stuff. There's it's it's perfect. (laughs) Totally down with it. Well, speaking of irresponsible spending, let's go to segment one. So in segment number one, I wanted to talk to you about 
obviously the spike in COVID cases across the country. Um, it's getting better, or better, worse every day. Yeah, the number gets better all the time. It goes up, up <laughs> and to the up. right, yes. up and to the right. I hope you put your money in uh, during the dip. That was the time to buy. Um, so anyway, I, I was really just trying to think like, it, you know, obviously the, the biggest rise in cases we've seen is among young people who don't think that it's going to hurt them or are poorly informed or don't care, whatever. And I started to think like, could I have done what I have done, you know, so far this year if I was alone in like the, the apartment that I lived in when I lived alone? And I, I mean, I think it's inherently, I think you probably agree as challenging it is to, to be in the house with your family for months at a time. It's inherently easier to stay home because everything that you do is essentially here. You know, your, your mm-hmm. work is remote. Um, your children are here. The, you know, everything you have to, you must do is here for you. Sure. Um, as a young person, none of the things that you want to do or even really must do are at home for you because you're alone there and it can be, you know, rather, I think, depressing. And it's easy to lose touch um, as an older person with what that mentality is like. And if, if the government says to you, well, we think it's okay, I'm sure that my attitude probably would have been different about it than it is now, where I'm much more concerned about, you know, as we've discussed before, not being part of the problem, not being a disease vector, doing the things that I need to do to keep other people healthy as well as myself. Um, but yeah, having children to worry about, I think I'm motivated to make sure that I, I don't cause any more of a problem than than already exists. And I don't know that at 25, I would have done the same thing. No, because the, 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 the desire to make out with people you want to make out with is very powerful. Is, is a, it's that it's a, it's a, it's the overriding factor for most single people in their mid twenties. Like here are the things I do. I do them because I want to make out with somebody. That's a a very good point. I mean, so I was, I thought about this two ways. I thought, I thought about it. Like if I was 25 today, I could do this standing on my head. I could totally, I could get by doing basically what I'm doing. I think I could, if I, if I had a, if I didn't have to deal with an apartment roommate, right. That would be hard. I think I would have been a lot better living alone. Like I would yes. have dealt with the, the isolation much better than having to be around one other person who was right. constantly in my shit. Exactly. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. So that would, having a roommate would suck. But if I was by myself today, I think I could do the standing on my head. There's so much, you have access to so much from your home. Um, it's a good point. In terms of like internet and cable and all these other things. If I, if this happened when I was 25 years old, it'd have been a fucking disaster. It would have been horrible because, I mean, right, you have some expanded cable options. But when I was 25, we didn't have good Internet. We had, I mean, there was no, there was no semblance of the modern Internet when I was 25 years old. It was, it was very, it was, it was all early. There would have been a a lot of bike into Blockbuster. Right, exactly. (laughs) And there would have been, yeah, there's, there's just too much that just, and then what? You're going to call people on the phone? There's nothing... Like, I don't know how people, I probably would have been just out of work, probably like completely out of work. Like my, my place of business would have closed and I'd just be doing nothing. I mean, there's no work from home options when I was 25. I mean, this, so it's a completely different sort of perspective if I look at it this way and that way. Right. Like I said, I think, I think I'd be, well, it wouldn't bother me at all to crawl under a rock, do my job, have access to all the things I have access to today and just, and just do my thing. Perhaps not. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I guess it's, you're just enough older than me that I I was 25 in the modern world. Yes. (laughs) So like, it's like I working from home wasn't as like fine tuned as it is now, but it was not something that was impossible. Right. And I was already working in technology that age. So I, and already in very much uh, in the, in the pushing of bits through a pipe, as I've said multiple times to multiple people that, um, not to sidebar, but I kind of feel like if when you see how this has worked out for anybody that does work remotely to go to make anyone who can work remotely go to work seems really bad when it doesn't need to happen. Like there's just so many good things that could come from not having every single person that pushes bits over the internet for a living, uh, not have to go to a pl- other place to do that. You know what I mean? Sure. Cause if, if you have, if everyone stays home, Everyone who doesn't do that, their commutes get easier, right? Because you're not part of the commuting public anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you get more time with your family because there's no commute for you. You have to walk in the door, walk out the door, and hey, I'm home. And so you get to spend the you know actual you don't you don't waste ninety minutes of your day minimum. That might be a minus, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> talking about for society, not oh, you yeah, personally. All right, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> 
plus all those people who have an improved commute, they get a better lifestyle. And all the office buildings, you could actually, or not all of them, but a great many of them could be converted into um, high-density housing. Sure. The here's the here's the here's the thing about that perspective is that I am an experienced worker. I'm an individual contributor at this point in my life. It's easy for me to do this, mm-hmm. right? But if I was a young person starting out in my career, I would want the mentorship. I would want someone who was a little more hands-on and helping me develop as a as a professional. I would want that environment. That environment is that envi- the office environment is very good for people in the first third of their career. Because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that goes on. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, like from a corporate sense, that's social, that is, you know, building connections with people who you're going to rely on later. There is that that in the moment kind of. If you've got a good manager, mm-hmm. there is that in the moment interaction where your manager can say, "Whoa, whoa, hang on," where and then it, again, it's there's a, there's there's tons of pluses, and I think it's mostly for. Again, first third of your career type people. And if you're a manager, I think managing people might be a little easier when they're within sort of arm's reach or at least shouting distance. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of pluses as a manager to be able to do that. But for me, I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally fine, you know, with, with the situation as it is. But I can see where, again, a lot of people who are trying to develop in their careers really benefit from, from, the, you know, a, a you know what a typical office type situation perhaps i think it's also full of landmines that you don't need to step on (laughs) (laughs) sure um but you know i i last time i was in a leadership position um my my entire team was remote i mean literally nobody that reported i sat in an office in an office building with no one who worked there for me in that same building everyone else was somewhere else but did your boss but did your boss work in that building yes yeah, <laughs> but I, I didn't need that. No, actually, no. You know what? No, he did not. He, at that point, he was working. Uh, he was on the other side of the country. Oh, so yeah. Nobody who I either reported to directly or who reported directly to me was anywhere near where I was. And I saw those guys in person maybe twice a year, and we did video calls like a couple mm-hmm. times a week, um, and it worked. So, and, I mean, and that was how many years ago? Five years ago. Yeah. Like again, a, a role like that today, you probably could have like even pre-COVID, right? You could have probably said to somebody. I don't know why I'm cutting to the office. <laughs> you know? Oh, I worked from home a lot, even back then. And I yeah. kept like the senior managers got like, and I'm like, I don't, what, I have to get up and cover Europe in the morning. And then I've got to be on until APAC at night. I'm not coming here. Right. Like, I'm not just going to fill my day with hanging, having to be in this office when no one I work with is here. Right. I, I guess I did have it. One so the, 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 and that's the thing. I mean, attitudes about it have completely changed. Yes. And on the other side of this, attitudes about it will be completely changed to the point where I'm not really sure if I was in commercial real estate, <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I'd be like, uh, yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of fucked. Maybe what, we should start else? seeding WeWork. Maybe it wasn't a terrible idea because I think you could do that, right? You could say, you know what, we're going to get together once a month. You know, we're, yeah. or, or whatever. Or, the, or just the office, the, your office layouts will change, right? Your office yeah. layout is like, we just need half the space mm-hmm. and the layouts are going to be completely different. It's just going to be like all office space, all or all meeting space. Yeah. And with triple HEPA filters and <laughs> whatnot, who knows? But, but let's say we get on the other side of it and we can, and, you know, people can, again, freely interact. Yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, who knows what it's going to, who, who knows what the business uh, environment's going to look like. But um, I did play, I did happen to get paired up uh, playing some golf with some younger single guys. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys, they're both, they're both um, totally nice guys, terrible golfers. But um, <laughs> one of the dudes had the, you know, he had the quarantine beard going, the kind of the puffy hair, mm-hmm. uh, nice guy. And, he, I asked him where he lived. He said, I live in Seattle. I said, oh, yeah, do you have, like, are you in the interesting part of town or the uninteresting part of town? He says, I am 200 feet from the east entrance of the Chaz. Okay. The Chaz Chop. And he said, it's been wild as hell up there. And to, to, and he's like, this just sort of regular white dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, and, and, and he, sort of, he sort of gave the vibe. It's like, you know, I pretty much stayed out of it. Just had to, you know, and... uh um, but he was dealing with it. I mean, I, he, at this point he's able to get out and play some golf with his buddy or he said they've had some, some, some very small, but you know, small, but socially distanced gatherings. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think if I was single 
even in the midst of all this crap, like even in the most like active COVID parts of like March or April mm-hmm. that I probably would have called up a buddy and said, let's just hang out on the back stoop. Oh, for sure. I think that's a, fine. With, with a six pack and we'll just, and we'll just chat and we'll just hang out. I mean, we saw people doing that even early in the, 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 well, the, the original part of the first peak, the foothills, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> um, getting together, you know, outside. And I, I think that's okay. If you do it responsibly, that's not the problem. I, and I think the, the problem arises. I also played some golf recently with people I was not familiar with. And one dude like want to dap me up and I'm like, eh. and the social pressure, I didn't, you know, I thought I would be like, no, get away from me. And I, I kind of just went with it. And then immediately hand sanitized my hands. <laughs> went back really? to my ba- yeah. I went back to my bag in a second. Like, you know, it wasn't I had, like a complicated. He just wanted a little pound. Yeah, I, like, I had a I had a dude do that to me a little while ago, and I was like, I, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. feel, I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel good about that. No, so, and I got together thanks. with a lot of friends at the golf course over solstice. Again, stayed away from them, but saw like sixteen people. Like wow, four, like, four, that's four, a big four, gathering. So four foursomes. Uh huh. And it was amazing to see the people um, either arrive or pack up at the end of the day, and how they were like. The number of guys that carpooled up there, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> One group gets out. They have masks. Um, the other group, like, there's three guys in a big car, and they all have masks. And then, like, one group is, like, five dudes in one car, no masks at all. And I'm like, okay, so I know who exactly I'm not interacting with today. Right. That is the, the – you're, you're, you've put yourself into that perfect storm, right? This is that's, – uh, that's, that's not the situation you want to be in. And, yeah. and again, young and single – I, I can. I, well, none I, of us are young. <laughs> Some of them are single, <laughs> younger and single. Whatever. I mean, single. I mean, if you and if you and a bunch of your single friends want to get into the into the into into a carpool together, uh, whatever. You're you're, you're, you're adults. You, you, the data is available to you, but you know, don't expect me to don't expect me to feel bad when you when you get it. Exactly. If you get it, right, well, it's more that you're going to give it to someone else. I'm, I'm much less concerned about you getting it. I'm much more. I'm much more concerned with how many people you're going to give it to, because that's why we're never going to be able to get it under control. Um, but you know, as we wrap up the segment, one of the things I read too was this article about something that you and I discussed when this actually first started going on way back in March. Is um, this is going to it's going to break people's friendships? Um, and I didn't link that for for you to read, but I did put a quote in here about uh, what do you do? How do you get your friends to sort of you know um, fall in line and I want to say fall in line. That sounds terrible, but I, I, you know, if you're like, well, I really want to get together, but I need to, I need you to, you know, respect, um, the rules, the things that we all need to do to, to help make this happen. And it was, you know, there was a lot of story, a lot of anecdotes in this story about people getting dropped off of, you know, group threads and, and whatnot for being the, the scold. Uh huh. Yeah. And like and just get, getting left out. I get, and again, I get that, <laughs> but <laughs> But I think that there's 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 a difference between scold, and I think there's some people like if you if if I walked into a situation if I said hey if my buddy said hey um, want to come over and have some beer in the backyard, fine, I'd be like okay sure, and say I show up with my beer, and I go into the backyard and it's three times as many people as I thought there should have been, and no one's wearing a mask and social distancing doesn't seem to be a priority, and I would find my host maybe and I just extricate myself from the situation right I would just say sure you know what I'm not comfortable here I'm just going to go ahead and take off but thanks for inviting me and then I would hope that they would respect that and not and just say oh I can't invite him back ever again because he sucks right I think in that scenario yes but what the ones they had called out in the article were more like these people are getting together to play soccer or getting together to play basketball and like the the person in the group thread being like hey what, so are you just not doing the social distancing and like getting you know you could have just said no I didn't need a lecture that kind of thing yeah well I mean, <laughs> lecturing your friends is always dangerous on anything right well, I think it's funny, too, because that's what I wanted to talk about as we, again, as we wrap this segment up, I promise. That's fine. <laughs> uh, that they suggest that you start with an open-ended question instead of saying, like, you shouldn't do this or I don't like it that you do this. You should start with an open-ended question, like, what value is this, you know, not wearing a mask conflicting with? Like, what kind of <laughs> what? advice is this? No, it, no this is a ter- it's terrible advice. It's just be like, I would be like, you know, pass. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd say, "Hey, Billy, you want to come hang out? We're gonna like, we're gonna play, uh, we're gonna play flag football." <laughs> I'd be like a pass. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna play gonna basketball. Like, we're gonna play three on three at the park. I'm gonna get pass. Well, let's you know, say you okay. showed up to your your your, uh, your proposed scenario of beer, beers on the on the balcony, right? Yeah. But people were not like following social distancing measures, and yeah. you didn't no want to seem to care. No one right. seemed to care. Right, but you did. You cared about their safety. Sure, I care about my no... own safety first. <laughs> yes, let's be clear. Also, there's absolutely no way to get someone else to believe that if you want them to change their behavior, it's because of your your the fact that you want what's best for them. They will not believe that, no matter how old or who you are. Well, this is this is why you don't. That's this is why you don't tell people. This is why other adults, if if you're not, if you're if you don't have a very close relationship with, or not married to, or brother or sister or related to, like telling people what's best for them is a is always the fast track to, to the end of your friendship, sure. right? I know what's best for you. <laughs> really, mom, get the hell out of here! Right? It's just that's a, that's a, that's that's true across the board about anything. You know, I don't think you should drive your car very fast. I think you drive your car too fast. It's like, what? what who are you? Yeah, yeah nope. this is this is always a this is I don't this is not I don't think this is it certainly is applicable to COVID land, but it's also applicable to you know. I mean, there there are many times where. You know, there's there are times where you're like, you know what? I'll just drive myself because I don't want to go this place with you because I know you're going to act up and I'm going to have to leave. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have I have friends like I've I've had many. You know some of my friends. They're like that. <laughs> like there's some people that you're just like, you know what? I'll meet you there. You know. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm that I'm bad that way myself. No. Like I'm just like I don't want to be. I hate being dependent on people. Period. And so I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm dependent on someone else for a ride. It's it's turned out bad more than once, like where I'm like now I gotta find some way to get home. Oh god! Right. Like, but that but it's it that's that's also analogous to the sort of it's the same reason you don't want someone to tell you what's best for you. Yeah, because it's like you don't know what's best for me. I'll I'm an adult. I'll make my own decision. Especially, especially groups of dudes. This is <laughs> just we're, we don't want to hear it from each other, right? You're that's just. That's just how this is how we are, especially when you're single. Like nowadays, you can tell me it's like, you know, Chris, I don't think you should eat three buckets of fried chicken every two days. Be like, oh yeah, you're right. I probably oh, that's, your, that's your wife's problem. <laughs> I'm not doing what to eat. But yeah, but I mean, like if you had a friend who maybe drank too much or yeah, but it wouldn't be out of concern for his health, right? He'd be like, hey man, this isn't fun. You're too drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna die. Yeah. You should stop drinking because you're old older and you're going to die soon so stop well unfortunately for us you talked about biometrics in the workplace much earlier when we were speaking that would have been a great segue into segment two but i'm just going to pivot right back to it and we can start talking about the retro futurism of our current reality in segment number two all right in segment two um we had a twitter conversation not too many days ago about your crush on jennifer connelly and thus uh the show snowpiercer um, we can talk about Snowpiercer a little bit, uh, but I really wanted to get into how that talks or how that how that speaks to the retro futurism that we're kind of living in now. When I say that, what I'm talking about is like this weird sort of dystopic um, prairie life that we're all leading, where it's like you know people are baking bread and and um, and and you know planting new gardens. I mean, we definitely have embraced the gardening. I mean, we've always done a little bit of it, but we're doing way more. And when I say we, I mean my wife. Because I, I don't, I, I'm not interested. Because these hands don't handle a rake. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do yard work, but I don't like. She takes a lot of pleasure in the planting and the getting, you know, the, the cultivating, and, and the kids are interested in it. And like, cool. That's for you guys. Enjoy yeah. yourselves. Yeah, grow some tomatoes. Yes, it's all good. Um, but one of the other aspects of the article gets into the one that I was uh, sharing with you about this subject was. Um, the addition to daily daily life of biometric technology. So we've talked before about how I have embraced like uh, the wireless phone payment in a way that I had never had in the past, right? Like if, if I can use that and if I can avoid touching anything while I make my transaction, I'm going to do that. Um, but how do you feel about wearable biometrics in general? Um, would you uh, would you sign up for the, you know, do you want to get chipped? Like so you can pay <laughs> with your fist? Like is this, you know, like, not I'm I'm not ready to get chipped, so I you can don't want to open doors with your palm. No, that's what no. Remind, that by the way is what reminded me of Snowpiercer because yeah. on Snowpiercer they have the chips in their wrists that open the right. doors for their class cabins. Exactly, exactly. The um, first of all, I've been dragging around this crush on Jennifer Connelly for like 34 years. This, that's what the the 34th anniversary of Labyrinth taught me. But the um, but yeah, I think that I think that uh, yeah, 
a lot of people are using that whoop. The wh- is it a whoop or a whoop? <laughs> is it a whoop? W h o o p. Is that a whoop strap or is that a whoop strap? That's it's both, isn't it? I mean, the branding. Someone has someone has to know. I don't know currently, but I imagine it's a whoop only because it's it is it, it is itself a hoop. I don't know. <laughs> a whoop. Anywho, the um. I you know I, I I like the idea of it. Now I used to have a smartwatch and it used to do basic stuff like that. Yeah. Count your steps and do some fitness things or or whatnot. And I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a nice tool to have. Um, we also during the height of the 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 COVID stuff bought like you know a good thermometer like a a, therm, a, a real deal thermometer because we had like one of those ear ones and it was okay. So we bought one of the temporal ones mm-hmm. that works i think it works a lot better and then we also bought the pulse oximeter mm, which sure. which people said would be a good early warning if you felt like you were coughing or find yourself short of breath you could use the pulse oximeter to to measure your your oxygen level in your blood so that you could you could determine if you were operating in the low nineties or upper age, for God's sake, you right. definitely need to be in the hospital. But the, um, so we got one of those. So it was nice to have those tools around. I mean, we never, thank God we, they, we, you know, you, you use them every so often just for shits and grins, but, but we were using the thermometer quite a bit. Um, I don't know if the whoop strap, <laughs> I call it the whoop. Okay. I, I don't know if it takes your temperature, but I know it does. I know it does like blood. I know it does blood oxygen it does respiratory like your rest you're sleeping your you know how much your 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 respiratory rate as you as you sleep so it does it does a number of things that might help you determine whether or not you're getting ill and yeah. uh you know there's been a few articles about it i think that given how quickly i i, I become out of breath through any regular exertion, I, I <laughs> that's just called being out of shape. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but you know the thing with the, the 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 whoop is that it it collects data like hundreds of times. Like there's like I'm trying to remember no, it's I, it's it's yeah, it, it pulls a lot of data from you. Right, it's like five sensors collecting data a hundred times per second, whereas like like an Apple Watch, for instance, is checking on in on you like maybe twice a minute. Mm-hmm. Like it's wild the difference. So it's and it does the REM sleep. It does the, and this isn't a commercial for Whoop. I don't have one. I, I you know I'm, I'm definitely interested in it only because um, I think it might motivate me. I did have a. I don't you know, even know what the, back in the day. like. They've got to have a pretty steep subscription rate. Is my uh, I think it's more that you got to pay up front. So it's like a five hundred dollars for the thing, and then like fifteen bucks a month or something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Or I don't know what it is, but the point is, is that. Um, are there so you you wouldn't you're not like an embrace like the payment without a device for instance like you you don't see a value in like being able to unlock your house with biometrics no I don't like other than the biometrics of me like a fingerprint or something like that I could deal with but I don't not I don't want to implant no no I'm I'm gonna pass on that <laughs> how long does it have to be a regular thing before you get one I don't know jeez I think. <sighs> I don't. I don't think I'm ever gonna want one. I mean, there's just too much. There's just too much. You being, I give away. I give away my data all the time. Anyway, like, I'm not. That's why I thought you'd be okay with this. Yeah, but there's something about there's something about the implantedness of it that 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 squicks me out. Right. It's mm. you know if if it's attached to my phone, like if it's proximity to my phone, like I have my device on me, my my door unlocks. Like my you know, if I have a smart lock on my front door that unlocks whenever I walk close to it and locks whenever I walk away from it. I think that'd be cool. I, I, they probably make one of those already, but I don't, I'm not interested in, uh, I'm not interested in the, the, the full minority report. I think there's a, there's a whole, there, you know, there's already cameras that know my face, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, what's that I terrible have, company that's sell, that's selling all that facial recognition? Yeah. Like God knows who don't, don't, I mean, do I really need the? Do I if the if the facial recognition's so good? Do I really need the implant? Can't you just like? Don't you just know it's me? I mean, really? It's a good point. It's a good point. I just I just think that I just think that you can get all the results you need without having to to actually get tracked. Okay. Because because that just that's just one step. It's like they oh here you implant it you can like do all this. And next thing you know it's like we know where you are. We know you're yeah doing. Good things, bad things, other things, whatever. 
Well, so we've already talked a little bit about the, the modern workplace and how it be, could, could become more, more evolved. Um, if you had to go back to the office, what would you think that you'd need to have happen to make you comfortable? I mean, obviously pre-vaccine here, like considering we don't have, we can't stop it. What, what, what would have to be different for you to feel comfortable going back to work? It would have to be sparsely populated. Hmm. That would, I think it's all about, it's all about, you know, the, the thing about the whole recycled air aspect of it Closed is air probably, is probably the biggest thing because you know, there are no, there are no filters. I mean, we don't have, you know, my office building certainly doesn't have anything close to airline filtration, <laughs> like right. an airplane. Like, it's just the dust filter, the one, the 3M dust filter that goes in the thing. It's like, that's it. I, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, and it's funny because it's sort of, um, it's happened a little bit in that the, uh, we were going to have these equipment pickup. So I needed some stuff for my desk. And so you just signed up for a slot. Mm-hmm. Um, my floor, I think they're only allowing like two people on the floor at a time. You get a 45 minute window to get in there, get what you need and get out. Right. They have this, they, it was all set up. You signed up for a slot. It was great. Um, we get an email yesterday. Is yesterday, Monday? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Tuesday. It's Wednesday okay. night. Uh, thank you. <laughs> on Mon- two days ago, Monday, we get this email. It's like, oh, one of the, one of the, one of the staff members who was doing essential work um, tested positive for COVID. So we've completely, we're, we're not allowing people into the building for, you know, so we've, you're, we've bumped your, we've bumped your appointment and now we're not, we're, we're delaying it for a week or two weeks. Uh-huh. I think this, this is, this is what's going to happen. You know, I mean, this is, this is bound to happen. Even if you have a sparsely populated office, uh-huh. you're going to get an email one day that said someone who was in the office three days ago, tested positive for COVID yesterday, office is closed. So go home. Uh-huh. I mean, if that's the cycle, then it's, it's, it's going to be impossible to open up a, it's going to be impossible to open up an office in that way. But it's really about the closed air aspect of it, right? Because all the all the all the modern office buildings are sealed, and right. you're just getting you're you know you've you've got the air conditioning cranking, and uh, it's just a it's just a bad scene. It's, I mean, you don't even have to have like well groups and bars like in Texas. There's, I mean, that's just it's closed, it's crowded, yes. it's air conditioned, and the you know everyone's breathing that air. And you just can't, I mean, it's a bad situation. Just, you just don't want to put yourself into that situation. That's what our office is. Our office is just a bar. We just don't get to drink alcohol all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't get that mentorship at the bar though. That you're looking for. Maybe you get you different do, mentorship. You, you get different mentorship from That's the right. bar. Um, you know, well, my wife, her job had asked her to swing by the office to pick up some kind of trivial stuff last week. And she was sort of like, hey, I feel really conflicted about doing this. When I went there before to get my computer, when I started, like the office manager wasn't wearing a mask. And, you know, like, it was like, and my first question was, like, what do you know about their HVAC system? <laughs> She's like, nothing. I'm like, well, then if you don't feel comfortable, don't go. And that's, that's really, and if they have a problem with that, then well, we should probably talk about whether or not you should continue to work here. Or have them deliver it outside to you. Or, I mean, yeah, there's. Leave it outside, whatever it is. But yeah. I mean, it there's, was very there's... trivial. It didn't need to happen. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It's, I just. I don't like the. I don't like the. I don't like the air. I don't like the air system. Yeah. I really. I mean, that's that's probably the, and that's the big killer for everything else, right? Right. We you know we had dinner out the other week, uh, last week, and um, it was patio. We were the okay. only ones on it, and okay. I and I was down with it, but yeah. I did not want to eat inside the restaurant under any circumstances. You know, the stress of just doing that has made it totally not worth it to me. Like even the other day. I took the kids down, you know, in the middle of the day during a break. I was like, all right, let's go ride bikes for a while. So take them down the street, kind of go in and out of the different cul-de-sacs. And we turn one corner and I, we roll in and like six of the neighborhood kids are like riding around in a circle. And I'm like, shit. Because now I'm like, I can't like say no. Uh-huh. And I mean, they're kids. So you can't, it's like, you got to keep them away from each other, but they don't know. And then half of them are not paying attention. And I don't know how diligent the parents are being. And in fact, these are neighbors that I know. Even though the, the woman, it's really funny, but sidebar, but uh, this woman, I've met her literally 20 times. And every time she's like, dude, do we know each other? And I'm like, oh my God, you've like <laughs> been to my house. <laughs> yes, we know each other. Because <laughs> like she knows the kids. 
Yes. Right? From school and from the neighborhood. Yeah. But she just can't remember my face for whatever reason. Right. I like to think it's because since she's a person of color and I'm a white guy, I look the same as all the other right. white guys she knows. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. I like this idea. Fair. Uh, and I actually don't mind. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't care about this at all. No. But it's funny. Cause, um, so we get there and you know she's talking right off the bat about what's going on. So clearly, she made it clear to me that they're taking, taking it seriously. Her, her father's there. He's probably you know, in his late 60s, early 70s. Um, he's, he's retired from Boeing, uh, we're chatting or whatever. And I was like, he introduced himself to me. And I'm like, actually, yes, we, we've met as well. I was like, <laughs> no problem. But yes, yes um, fine. I, I recall meeting you. And he, but he's, as he's talking to me, he kind of keeps closing the distance Uh-oh. and I keep stepping back and I'm like, sir, you're the one at risk. Can you please get the fuck away from me? <laughs> I didn't say this, but it's like the stress of like, I basically just could not wait to get us out of the situation because, uh, having to be around people when it's not, you know, it's one thing when I can yeah. play golf and it's just me. It's a whole mm-hmm. other thing when I've got the kids with me and I've got to be, right. you know, hawk-eyed on them. And, and even yeah. playing golf, running into my buddies, I told you those guys, but even just the other day, another one of my friends is, he used the word fake, pa- fake pandemic. And I was like, great, cool. So no. I, we're not actually friends. It's <laughs> crystal clear now. <laughs> I, we're golf buddies, not friends. Right. Um, and then you know, when I made it clear how I felt about the situation, even on the tee box, he kind of kept sidling up and I was like, can you stop? Yeah. Like, it's fine if you don't want to believe in it. That's fine. You yeah. know what? I cannot be able to control you. But right. don't, like, impose your, frankly, your germs on me. Right. Yeah, exactly. The Yeah, you have to have respect for other people. This is, I mean, at the bottom line. But, well, that's a big part you know, of the problem if you're not interested in actually helping yeah. stop the spread is a lack of respect for and, and care about what happens to others. Yeah. So our my son has friends, a couple of friends in the neighborhood. Um I know for a fact that they're, they've been keeping their circle pretty small. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind if they go ride bikes in the street together. Sure. Not a problem. You know, they, they hang out a little bit. They're good about their distance. They threw water balloons at each other at, you know, during that hot day we had last week. I mean, it was, it's fine. And, right. the, and, and as long as it stays outside and, you know, everybody – and I think they get it. They're old enough. They're 10, 11 years old. So, right. you know, I think they, they're – they're uh, – they're, uh, they're old enough to know, so they seem like they seem to be able to manage it at this point. All right, well, let's see about lightening up in in segment number three. The hardest would you rather questions I could come up with. Let's look at the questions, shall we? And why don't you guys play along at home and see what you would have said as well? Are we lighting up? Is this, is this going to be a lightning up situation? I mean, it's fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do some would you rather's in segment number three. And these are all sort of geared toward this idea that uh, we're, we're, you know, hurtling desperately into dystopia. <laughs> so I'll start with, would you rather uproot your family and move to a different country or live in a disease ridden dying democracy where the government might be actively antagonistic toward the population? <laughs> oh, this question seems somewhat loaded. <laughs> I wrote that one. I wrote. It. Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're. I hear what you're saying. No, I'm. I'm willing to tough it out here. We've got. You know, America has had its warts all along the way, and it seemed to have worked it. I mean, we've gotten this far with only one civil war. So, I mean, that's better than a lot of countries. Let's be clear. So, you know, we've got it. We've got it better here. It can be better here. If people just got their head out of their ass for maybe ten minutes, um, maybe we could maybe we could all move forward together. I'm hopeful. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you moving? Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in November, bro. <laughs> Let you know on November fifth. Listen, you've done four years standing on your head on this deal. I mean, you know, it's four more. I don't know. I, I, as bad as it is, it could get worse. Man, it's just, yeah, well. <laughs> Would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? This is a, always a good one because... This would have been, I think, a lot easier to ask 20 years ago. You've been like, oh, the future. Now you're like, the oh, future. Shit, I don't yeah, know yeah, about yeah, the future. 500 years in the past is hard living, though. Oh, I yeah. mean, let's be clear about what... 1520? <laughs> yeah, 1520. First of all, I don't have the basic survival skills of a 15 of, of a, of a, of a typical person in 1500. So you right? would not have been successful in Michael Crichton's timeline. No. Well, I maybe ish because you know, they, they end up in like a civilized a quote unquote civilized part of the world. Um, I was thinking about uh, little house on the prairie. Okay. Like if you put my family, me and my wife and my two children in little house on the prairie, like right now, 
we'd be fucked. We'd die. Well, what if you had some time to ramp up? Well, <laughs> like, let's say we arrived in early spring and I had a whole season to try to, like, get shit together. And we'd have a terrible house, first of all. <laughs> you like, had to build it. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a house. It would be like a shelter, like a, like a modified lean-to or something. The word you're looking for is hovel. <laughs> if we, yeah, if we could find a cave, we'd be better <laughs> off. But seriously, I do not. I, 500 years in the past would be so terrible because it's not like it's not like I could even like do the Biff thing and like leverage like my knowledge to make myself rich. Mm-hmm. Like 1500, I got <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. You know that you know that Jamestown is going to be a real shit show. You know, those, <laughs> those people are going to people are all going to die. I don't know. I got nothing. Five, I may I'm, I'm going to choose 500 years in the future. Just because I don't know, maybe there's Morlocks and Eloy 500 years in the future. At least I'll, at least I'll, you know, whatever. I'll roll the dice. You're gonna get beamed 500 years into the future, and it's just gonna be a dead rock. This is me. No I might, yeah, I might nothing. be by myself. You will be by yourself. <laughs> It'd be like uh, Umbrella Academy. The whole place is just a fucking exactly. just just rubble. Well, 500 years in the past, though, you're ahead of the gold rush. You could head out and you could learn. So you could. What? I could go to Alaska or California and like pan for gold. Why not? Me? Like, <laughs> like with the skills, with the current skills that I have, what do I? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Also, what? I'm brown, which makes me, which 500 years ago makes, makes it, uh, makes things either a plus minus like so 500 years ago if where, where do i go like if like where i'm sitting like i just end up like like the time machine like you just end up like 500 like right where i'm sitting 500 years ago i better it's i better sidle forest. up to the natives and just be like hey it's me that puts you to work your, on friend. <laughs> your friend your <laughs> friend yeah You're it's tough. a it's a bad 500 years in the past is a bad deal for me would you rather live in virtual reality where you are all powerful or live in the real world and be able to go anywhere but not be able to interact with anyone or anything? Hmm. Yeah, that's sort of that Ready Player One type of, uh, type of existence. Pretty much. Yeah. Live in virtual reality as a god. So the Matrix. Yeah. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Um, or just... Or live in the real world but can't talk to anybody? Yeah, you basically can't do anything. Other than, I guess, what you need to do to, to be by yourself. To stay, <laughs> to stay alive. Hmm. You just can't interact with anything. Huh. I think I'd probably do the virtual reality thing. I 100% I, do the virtual reality Yeah. Thing. As opposed to be a ghost in the real world. Yeah. But be a god in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. All right. Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or an RV? RV. Because the ocean is fucking terrifying. Yeah, but you saw Waterworld. Kevin Costner was doing okay. Well, he, he's a fish man. But the <laughs> but there are parts of the ocean that are way out there. Yeah. And like there's nothing under you but nothing. And like weird animals. And you can't and breathe. It's, and it's unforgiving. The sea is unforgiving. Yes. Like the RV is l- more forgiving. Like if you fuck up an RV, maybe you get a flat tire or you're like whatever. I guess and the worst case they, scenario is you still have a, a, a shelter. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You fuck up in a boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You, you, are, you are out there and you are dying. <laughs> All right. Um, well, speaking of that, would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid merman? <laughs> <laughs> I lo- that, 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 there's a, who's it? Progressive has those motor yes. commercials. Yeah. Like he's like, sometimes I wish I was the other way around. It's like. You know, man on the bottom, the motorcycle on the top. I'm like, what? This is, I mean, that's funny. So, a reverse centaur? Yeah. So, like a man with a horse head? Yes. Like the Bojack Horseman? Correct. Or a R- reverse, reverse merman. Yeah. So, I'm a fish headed dude. Correct. So, like Akbar, Admiral Akbar. Well, now that you put it like that, <laughs> do I get to talk like that? <laughs> Sure. We won't last long against firepower. <laughs> um, maybe, but maybe you, you talk like a Gungan. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you just make the horse noises or fish noises? I think you like, can talk. But I just have a horse head. Yeah. I think I'm going to be a horse because I think I think girls like horses. 
Okay. And they like to pet your head. They like pet my snout. And yeah, I think I'd okay. like I think I'd like that better. They you, don't want to they don't want to pet a fish man, but they'd like to pet a horse man. Uh, Shape of Water says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a weird. But that girl was weird. Okay. I'm just I think that you're as the merman, the reverse merman, you're you're better uh suited for the future. You like uh you <laughs> like Victor Crumb in the Harry Potter. This is the second Harry Potter reference in this podcast. Uh, where he turns his head into a shark. Yes. Yeah. Still weird. <laughs> I mean, at least you can swim underwater. I don't know. The horse gains you nothing, except for, like, weird, well, loner, no. w- weird loner girls in Montana. Like, well, oh my God. no, like, lots of girls, like, there's lots of girls who like horses. Let me brush uh, other, your mane and feed you a carrot. Yeah, the other thing is, when I'm watching the football game, I could just stick that feed bag over my face. Ooh, I like and that. Like, and then just watch the game yes. while I just pachomp, pachomp during the, you know. All right, you know. I like that, all right. Well, speaking of the feed bag, would you rather eat a box of dry spaghetti noodles or two cups of uncooked rice? Boy, <laughs> I love rice, <laughs> but oh god, have you ever eaten? Have you ever like eaten a a, a dried noodle, like a dry piece of spaghetti? Like, so just the reason I put on this it? on here was to do embarrassing confessions. <laughs> 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 when I was younger, I used to eat like dried pasta on a relatively regular basis. Yeah, just just like take a piece of spaghetti and just sort of chomp it up. I would tend to um, take like a. a, a a serving of spaghetti mm-hmm. and break it off like maybe an inch and a half at a time. Like, about, uh-huh. you know, I don't know how many noodles, 10 or 12 noodles. Uh-huh. And I would put that whole thing in my mouth and just suck on it until, until, it, it, yeah. until it got soft. Yes. And then you just, then you would chew it up and eat, swallow it. Yes. And it was like the supreme al dente pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can do that with rice. I don't think there's enough spit in your mouth to soften rice. That's right. So I'm going to go with the pasta. Yeah. You could eat spaghetti noodles and I know because I've done it. <laughs> More than I care to admit. Like, I've done that before. Like, you put some, you know, you get, like, that stray small piece out of the bottom of the box, and it kind of ends up on the counter when you're pouring the spaghetti in the in the pot, and then you're like, oh, I'll just pick it up, and I'll eat it, and you just kind of chomp on it. It's not, it's not awful, but it's not satisfying. But, yeah, I think rice would kill you. I, yeah, I don't think you'd get through it. You'd it'd be, like, the worst. You'd have to suck on it. It's like eating rocks. No. <laughs> it'd be like eating gravel. Yes. You just have to swallow it, right? Like, what else could you yeah. do? But if you're going to cook it, I would take the rice. I'm a rice guy. Fair enough. Well, speaking of spaghetti, would you rather have edible spaghetti hair that regrows every night or sweat maple syrup? The sweating maple syrup. I don't want to be sticky all the time. <laughs> so I'll take the weird spaghetti hair because maybe maybe I can share it with people. You can maybe, feed yourself. Maybe, maybe my friends would like, you know, hey, you guys are down for some spaghetti? They'd be like, what, are you going to cut it off your head? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But we can all share it. Yeah, you just put a pot on the floor and bend over and someone just cuts all the spaghetti <laughs> off your head. Yeah. And it grows back? Yeah. Is it long? Is it like is it like cool looking? I, I, I suppose you could style it, right? With some yeah. Marinara? Like, <laughs> just like <laughs> I cut it into a bob every morning. Like, like how long would it grow? Like when I wake up, is it like the length of a standard spaghetti noodle? I think in my head, you're like one of those Play-Doh head people. Right. You know the Play-Doh? You squeeze the Play-Doh and it comes yeah. out of their head? Yeah. yeah. I think like that. But if, it, if if my hair was as long as a typical spaghetti noodle. Yeah. So like it'd be like, like when length, I wake right? up in the morning, yeah. when I wake up in the morning, I'd have that like like cool long hair. I, 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 guess, think I, could, yeah. live, I, I could live with it. And it was just spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> just shave it off and have some uh, people would be like grossed out and be like hey come over to my house you hey, guys want to come over to my house for dinner it's like oh, you're not serving spaghetti are you no so would you rather be a reverse centaur with spaghetti hair or, <laughs> or reverse merman that, that sweats people's <laughs> well I would rather be the I, I could be the merman who sweats maple syrup because then I could just swim and then like it would, it would I wouldn't be sticky all the time so if <laughs> Could you imagine sweating maple syrup and then like mowing your lawn? It would be a fucking disaster. You were like, hand me that French toast, you slap uh, it up in your know, armpit. It would just be, you'd be covered in dirt and <laughs> you'd be covered in dirt and grass in such a horrible way if you sweat maple syrup. Oh Lord. Terrible. All right, well that's it for the show proper, and you know what that means. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! Uh, you know, Josh really changed the game last week. <laughs> he really, he really, he looked at it, he looked at it, and he saw it from a different angle, 
And that was some pretty funny stuff. I mean, we can't do, we can't work blue every week, but like maybe a couple times a year. It's, I think it, I think it would work. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go back to the regular, regular programming. <laughs> a pun at maturity is fully grown. There you go. The doctor, you are very sick, patient. Can I get a second opinion? Doctor, yes, of course. You are very ugly, too. (laughs) The classic. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm a... I'm a who? I'm a psychiatrist. I'm here because you won't open up. (laughs) What? You have to send a psychiatrist because I won't let people into my house? No, you won't open up. I'm a who? I'm a psychiatrist and you won't open up. Like, open up to people. That's a bad joke. I don't know. It works on multiple levels. It didn't make (laughs) me laugh. How does that work with I'm a who? No, I'm a... a, You said I'm a... Like, so I'm I'm a... a I'm a. I'm a psychiatrist. It works with any... What are you doing? Why are you you deconstructing this? I don't know. I I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? It's poorly constructed. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm a... I'm a who? I'm a psychiatrist. Is what you say that whenever you but that's not how. But that's not how. That's not how jokes work. That's not how knock knock jokes work. But the punchline is that you I'm a who. But the punchline is you won't open up. Oh, okay. For for two reasons, I'm knocking on your door. You want <laughs> literally, literally, and figuratively opening up. Right. Okay. Fine. I met the inventor of the rearview mirror. I asked him, since inventing the rearview mirror, how has it changed your life? He said to me. Funny you should ask. After I invented it, I've never looked back. Because he doesn't have to look back. But he looks back. No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, he doesn't have fine. to turn his head around All right, to fine. look back. But he's looking back. God damn it. <laughs> Did you hear about the chicken that mooed? <laughs> she was just trying to think outside the box. Yeah? Yeah. The box? Uh, no. <laughs> A man walks into a bar, and with that, he loses the International Limbo Championship. Nice. I saw this... Uh, sidebar. I saw this amazing video of these two guys uh, doing, like, a high jump. <laughs> okay. And not, like, a Fosbury flop kind of high jump, but they just sort of, like, hurdle over this bar. Okay. And it was amazing. And they were leaping over this bar and uh, landing on their feet. And it was, like... Six and a half feet worth of bar. It was. Have amazing. you seen that that one man who jumps over like five bars in a row that get progressively higher and he never like stops? He's like bouncing off the ground. Yeah, it seemed like a, it's like Washington State. Like guys like from Washington State University. Yes. Yeah, they get the better athletes than you guys do. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't decide which Asian food I wanted more, Japanese or Chinese, so I just called it a tie. I'm offended by that joke. I don't know. Is it racist? I don't think so. <laughs> no. It's just referencing. It's like, I remember when someone, this reminds me when someone whispered Mexican at me one time. And like, he's he's Mexican. I'm like, that's not a slur. You can't. You're, you're making it racist by whispering it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no matter how much you push the envelope, it will always be stationary. Mm-hmm. The reason I became a farmer was so that when I met your mother, I knew I would be able to attract her. (laughs) I thought you wanted to plow her. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, obviously. (laughs) That's after the tractor. Plow plow comes after the tractor. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Do you know that you can get... uh... Never mind. (laughs) What's, What's the difference between the bird flu and swine flu? Well, you're going to find out in about five months. <laughs> yeah, for one, you need treatment, and the other requires ointment. ointment. Mm-hmm. Why did the algebra teacher confiscate the student's rubber band gun? It was a me- sorry, it was a weapon of math disruption. A hurricane just hit the main cheese factory in France. All that's left was debris. That's right. Um, this one is right on the edge and it's our last one of the evening. All right. My dad fought in the war and survived mustard gas and pepper spray. He is now classified, classified as a seasoned veteran. 
Ouch. Sorry to... We had swine to... flu and pepper spray man, and the dad jokes. They're the, man, telling the truth out there. Man, they, uh, they, they didn't realize what they were doing, did they? they no. Just, they, didn't, they didn't know. So I'm not, I'm not going to write jokes for a while, but I'll just use dad joke app. Because, oh, as, because um, two years is enough for you. No, it's just I just need I just need a little I need a little break from it. Okay. All right. So I'll just read a couple of from dad joke app. All right. All right. Studies show that four out of five men suffer from diarrhea at some point in their life. Why are one out of five men enjoying it? <laughs> and how do people lose their kids in a mall? Seriously, any tips are welcome. <laughs> There we go. Dad go, joke app. Go hide in the clothes rounds at Mervyn's. Dude, I see that all the time. Then your mom would just freak the hell out and start they yelling sh- your name all over the place. They shouldn't have made those things so excellent to hide in. <laughs> I know. They, that little platform, the little yeah. raised platform, the best. Yeah, you got plenty of room in there. You sit in there. Yeah, you're out there. You're in there playing spaceship, and the next thing you know, some crazy woman's yelling your name all over the store. Pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, well, we're running a little fat tonight, but that's all right. Since I was off for a week, I had a lot, to, a lot of pent-up desires to get mm-hmm. to get off. Wow, that, that came out weird. Uh, but in the overtime, I really just so I, I, this has been floating around the I Ching for a while because I saw this. I don't even remember where I found it now. Um, but uh, it's a story. Basically, says that uh, this person says, "I just bought a new family home. My wife was cleaning out the kitchen when, surprise, she found a drawer full of toenail clippings left by the seller." And I just wanted oh. to know if you could think of anything else. That you might find in a house, um, or if you had any stories about finding anything in a house you bought, because I do. Well, first of all, I'd have to burn that house down and have a new one built. Definitely throwing the drawer away. Because that what what kind of you better look for some other things because there's like normal people don't cl- keep a drawer full of toenail clippings. I mean that's I mean you better go look for the human heads in the attic or something because there's something weird going on there or the or the the shrine to Baal. In the basement or something like there's something weird going on there. And yeah, that's messed up. You're going to need the you're going to need a shaman or a priest or both or some burning sage or some other stuff in that house. Cause good Lord, this is disgusting. I do. I want to follow up right from that guy. Like what else did you find? <laughs> right. Cause that can't be the, that was the easy one. That was the easy. That was the obvious find. Right. The drawer been in the crawl space. Like yet. how many toenail clippings? Like was there a smattering on the bottom, or was it like, like, like a depth of of depth of toenail clippings? <laughs> I like to think that it was full. Like half. Like, half <laughs> like you open it up and it's just like brimmed off, like just totally like <laughs> entirely full. Like five like, pounds gonna, of toenail like, clippings. Like I was gonna put my forks in this drawer, and then uh, now, now it's just completely topped off with. Toenail clippings. Yeah, how could you put anything in that drawer? No, you can't. Well, and the thing is, if you know how drawers work, they're not isolated either. Like, whatever, if that was, like, in the middle, all the drawers below it are are, are compromised. Yeah, there's, I mean, yes, there are toenail clippings all, throughout all the, I'd have to hire a professional cleaning service and have them, like, I'd, like, I'd, have to, I'd get Service Pro in there and have them, like, <laughs> right. fumigate the place and whatnot. Yeah, but, like, there was a... Just clean it like there was a murder, man. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's pretend here. someone got shot and killed in this thing, and then I, in every square inch of it. And now clean it, please. Thank you. Do you remember the story of the shed at my old house? The shed? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So when we bought the house, there were uh, two sheds, actually. So there was a shed out back, like an outbuilding, and it was normal, dirty, needed to be cleaned up, no big deal. Um but then there was one attached to the side of the house. It was more of like a kind of a garden closet. Oh, yeah. A, okay. A, a I, I, I recall that. Okay. So that shed, when we moved in, um, it was boarded up. Like the, there were boards across the door and it was nailed shut. And I was like, well, let's just ignore this for now. <laughs> Eventually, um, I had to tear it open and find out what I was dealing with, right? I'm like, I don't know what's in there. And I got to make sure it's, 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 it's built onto the side of the house. So I've got to make sure the siding is okay. And we just like let it go with the inspection. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not ripping that open now. Okay. Um, so we rip it open, and it's pretty much as bad as you, as you could have expected it to be uh, without finding an actual dead body. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a wretched old woman who's been living in there for 25 years. Well, you know, it looks like that may have been the case, because oh, what it God. certainly seemed like is that somebody had been squatting in there, and at some point, you know, the owner, instead of doing doing anything about it, just locked them out while they were gone by nail, like by, by boarding it up. 
So there was like a recliner in there, like a ratty old recliner. Oh my um, god! Some horrible blankets, uh, some bags of heroin. Um, Did like, you sell those? No, they were hardened. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, they were. They you were can't big. just break them up with a rolling pin or something. I, I you know, I'm not really like. <laughs> I don't know. Up, up to speed on the how to reclaim like ruined heroin. <laughs> just but like li- those little, exactly what it looks like in the movie too, like little little baggies with a twist tie on it and Ooh. hard powder. I mean, I guess I don't know that it was heroin. It was brown. So it looked like oh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, it wasn't it's the Seattle? Chi- it was Seattle. It was heroin. It was, yeah, it wasn't the China White though. Or it might have been when they bought it. Anyway, oh, there was used condoms in there. Oh um, my god! Oh yeah. Oh, it was it was horrific. Oh, so I basically put on like a, a respirator and some kitchen gloves and then clothes that I later burned <laughs> and like <laughs> cleaned it out. Oh, that's the most disgusting. I, I'm getting the heaves just thinking about that. Yeah. I oh, think that, we lived there for like a solid year before I tore into that thing, too. That's an unpleasant surprise. Yeah. Whoa. Anyway, so when I saw that little story, I, I thought I'd relate mine and see if you could think of anything else gross that you might find. Oh, my God. I don't know what I, don't know what I would do if I discovered that in the house that I just purchased. I'd be just, I'd, I'd lose it. I mean. Eh, it was Greenwood. I wasn't surprised, to be honest. I would, <laughs> I would I'd probably have to make peace with it, and I'd probably like, you know, I'd probably just buck up and deal with it. But I would be, I'd be plenty. It would take me a while. I'd have to stomp around a little bit and sort of, like, be disgusted. I was pretty upset. <laughs> You've been there a year. Like, if it, if you'd ripped it open, like, if you'd moved in and then like decided to go around and pop that door open, yeah, like the first week you lived there. You, you'd have had a different reaction, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, now I benefited from the fact that we bought the house in November, so I didn't rip it open until the summertime. Yeah. yeah. That's just... Well, I'm sure that person who was living there just thought, wow, this sucks. I left yeah. all my heroin in there. Right. <laughs> you think they would like, In my sex den. Like, <laughs> like, so let's say you're the dude who's living there. Like, and this person's squatting there. Was the house occupied? Well, like, It was a rental, and I'm pretty sure the people in, in it before us were like a group of young people. Oh, so they the it was just like some guy stabbing cabin. Yeah. Like next in there. Oh, that's just gross. Either that or yeah, yeah. So either a homeless person squatting in there because like the property wasn't fenced when we moved in. We we uh-huh. like, we we closed it up after we moved in to control the backyard access to the backyard. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and avoiding any unmasked mouth breathers. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace. peace.